going to start with the latest developments from Sudan. The fighting continues there in the capital, uh, Khartoum. And we have a couple of updates now on international efforts to get uh, citizens out. So we have the latest from France. They have undergone a, quote, rapid evacuation operation to get rid of uh, their citizens. And earlier we heard from America. They have done the same. This is a uh, statement from uh, President Biden uh, issuing a statement saying, on my orders, the United States military conducted an operation to extract US government personnel from Khartoum. Right, let's take a look at some of the other rescue operations that we know have uh, already taken place. This is Saudi Arabia, port of Jeddah there. We understand around 150 people or so uh, being evacuated to safety there, mostly citizens of Gulf countries, uh, but also from Egypt and uh, Canada. Uh, the Canadian government has urged remaining Canadian citizens still in Sudan to, quote, shelter in a safe place. Well, in Khartoum itself, airstrikes, shelling, gunfire uh, still uh, ringing out over this weekend. Fighting's been going on for a week uh, now. Let's listen now to someone who is there who can talk to us about what life is like on the ground right now. We are suffering of lack of food, lack of uh, uh, electricity, lack of water. We do not have electricity for three days now. And also we do not have uh, uh, access to water since last Saturday. Uh, but we are drinking from wells here in Khartoum. And the situation is still bad. So a little flavour there of the difficulties uh, in the capital. Let's uh, remind you now where this is all happening. We can take a look. This is uh, all taking place in Sudan, but the fighting, the focus of the fighting is there, Khartoum. That's the capital and uh, surrounding areas too. Fighting, as I said, underway since last weekend. Uh, reports so far of around 400 people killed. And the background to all this is fighting effectively between these two men. On the left there, General Al-Bohan, he's head of the army. And on the right is General Hameti from the RSF, a paramilitary force. Now, both men together effectively were running Sudan. They've had a significant disagreement about the future, about how the country should be governed. And that descended into violence last weekend. And the fighting is ongoing. Let's speak now to Mercy Juma, who is following developments uh, from the Kenyan capital, uh, Nairobi. Hi there, Mercy. Uh, just bring us up to date with the latest. Yeah, um, it's just clocked noon in Nairobi. And yes, we are following the developments in Sudan. So we are still hearing reports of rapid gunfire. Like you say, um, there are uh, reports of people trying to evacuate. But the biggest challenge for most of the missions is that, you know, the that window of getting people from where they are sheltering in place or where they are hiding into the aircraft. And most of the people who are in Sudan that are not Sudanese have been told to just wait for any information. There are others who are trying to, you know, move towards the borders. Uh, they are trying to get out of Khartoum. And, uh, you know, this has been said it's at their own risk because as much as there is a truce and a ceasefire that her, uh, both the generals have talked about, it has not held for long. And we're having 
pockets of calm, pockets of peace, but also amidst that there are, you know, uh, violent, there's violence erupting, gunfires going off, bombs are going off. And right now there's a lot of smoke and gunfire being reported, especially near the presidential palace, near the airport in Khartoum and also near the army headquarters. Yeah, Mercy, just 24 hours ago we were speaking, I did an interview with a woman who was trapped and as we were talking on the phone, she was in Khartoum, in the capital, there was gunfire around her. She couldn't tell which direction it was from. There were men in uniform on the streets and she said she'd uh, struggling now with electricity, water, power. And I suppose when you think about the medical facilities, the hospitals, uh, the difficulty in getting the right kind of supplies in, now that this is fighting has been going on for a week, must be acute. It is terrible. And you know, the United Nations say that they are now looking at a, at a health care that is completely going to fail, a humanitarian, uh, you know, crisis that is, is really, really coming up fast. And you know, almost 70% of hospitals now in Sudan, according to the doctors' union, are not in operation. One, either they have been shelled or looted, or the doctors have, have moved away because the, the, the conditions are not, you know, optimum for them to operate from. And that aside, you know, major agencies, humanitarian agencies, we're talking of WFP, Self the Children, um, you know, MSF have, you know, closed shop in some of the areas in Sudan where people really need them the most. And with this is people hoped that there will be a passage, especially for people to get access to, you know, medical help or to go out and get food, but that has not um, happened. And now we are waking up to news that, you know, there is a near total internet outage in the whole of Sudan. So communication between the people in Sudan and the people outside and even just within themselves in Sudan is getting very minimal and very slim and the anxiety is really going up. Yeah, no doubt about that, Mercy. And if that does happen, of course, getting reliable information uh, in and out will be even trickier. Uh, thank you very much for that. We'll come back to you later on for the moment. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a look at the issue now of any kind of ceasefire, truce, more permanent uh, stopping of hostilities right now on the ground doesn't look particularly likely. But key players, including the African Union, will already be in negotiations to try and broker some kind of peace deal to end the conflict. But as our correspondent Andrew Harding explains, it might be other countries who intervene. I think it's probably more likely that countries like Saudi Arabia, United States, who have more direct uh, lines of contact uh, and perhaps more money and more pressure that they can bring to bear are, are the key players for now. But yes, a lot of African countries very, very worried about this because, uh, as we've said before, Sudan borders seven countries, many of them with their own huge security challenges, places like Libya, places like the Central African Republic and Chad and Ethiopia, and they all have a lot to win or lose depending on, on what happens inside Sudan. We've seen over decades, frankly, in Sudan that the, the fighting men do not put any priority on the humanitarian situation, the impact on civilians. Mostly we've seen that in the fringes of Sudan and South Sudan over, over many years, in places like Darfur in south and north Kurdistan, on the border areas where we've seen horrific numbers of civilian casualties. And we continue to see that. Some really grim reports, particularly from north and south Darfur in the western 
edges of Sudan, close to Chad. Um, but as you can see now, they brought that conflict to the streets of this huge city of Khartoum. And the fact that they are not willing to implement a humanitarian ceasefire so far shows you how far down their list of priorities the fate of civilians really is. Thanks to Andrew for that analysis. While countries around the world are watching the crisis unfold and making decisions of whether to evacuate their diplomatic staff from the country. Well, the UK's new uh, Deputy Prime Minister, Oliver Dowden, spoke to the BBC a short while ago. Clearly, it is a, a complex and fluid situation. It is the case that the Ministry of Defence is acting in support of the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Now, you would not expect me right now for security reasons to comment on ongoing on movements on the ground. Uh, but that, that, is, that is the current situation. What I would say to British nationals who are in that country, they should follow the advice, which is to stay indoors, to make the Foreign Office aware through their website of, of their location. What I would say is the situation in Sudan is very different, for example, to what you saw in Afghanistan with uh, op pitting. Clearly, we, we don't kind of have the, 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 the level of uh, personnel and so on there that we had in that situation. So the, the current advice for uh, British nationals is to stay uh, at home to make the Foreign Office aware of their situation. As I say, the Foreign Office and, uh, are being uh, operationally supported by the uh, Ministry of uh, Defence actively, but I, I can't give you any further comment. As Oliver Dowden there, we'll leave Sudan for the moment, but we are getting plenty more updates uh, in and we'll bring them uh, to you as soon as we get them.